Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. And I'm so happy to say that we are live this morning in South Orange and we have with us today the acting director of the Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation, Mr. Steve Gomez. Steve, welcome to the program. Good morning, Darrell. Thank you for having me. It's uh, so good for you to be able to come out this early morning to talk about a very exciting program that you have going on at uh, the Greater Newark Enterprise Corporation. But in the spirit of full disclosure, I must say that I am on the board of trustees for the Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation. You know, Steve, before we jump into uh, the interview, yesterday, Senator Cory Booker had a summit on small businesses. And um, during the discussion, while GNEC, uh, Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation, was not on the dais, uh, several folks had mentioned the great services that uh, you provide for the uh, business community. But before we jump into that, tell our audience a little bit about your background. Sure, sure. Well, Darrell, it's great to be back on campus. Uh, I, myself, am a Seton Hall alumni. Um, I graduated uh, from the School of Business uh, with my MBA in International Finance, as well as from the School of Diplomacy and International Relationship, uh, Relations um, with my master's focusing on economic development. Uh, I enjoyed my time here. I also had the, uh, the pleasure of um, being a counselor um, and a student advocate for the Upward Bound program here at Seton Hall University, uh, working with a lot of the high school students in the area. Um, but prior to that, I'm actually uh, an Army brat. Uh, my, my dad was in the military uh, for a career uh, and moved around, had the fortunate opportunity to live in Europe and, and travel around and kind of see the world. But when we came here to New Jersey um, in 1986, moved to Jersey City and it was just a diverse place and uh, you know to this day no matter where I go in the world I'll always be my home um, and as I came up I originally actually went to uh, undergrad for um, engineering and um, I, re I quickly realized that I like to be around people more than being in a lab uh, and so you know I decided to come back to New Jersey and I did my undergraduate work at Caldwell uh, and it was, it was there that I started kind of on my entrepreneurial journey. Um, you know, I, I worked in the IT department and working with computers, and I quickly realized it was, it was an ability to be able to kind of convey complex concepts in a relatively simple way. Uh, and that kind of led to working with professors and ultimately with small businesses in the community around helping them to get networked and doing that, and next thing I knew I was in business. Um, I did about 10 years uh, in the IT field um, before I kind of transitioned out and to do more entrepreneurial things, I actually opened up a restaurant and, uh, with my with my longtime college roommate and best friend. Uh, we ran a restaurant for about four years in Caldwell and it was during that time I started my work here at Seton Hall University and uh, finished up my graduate work and, um, and after finishing, uh, looking for full-time employment and a new career and anybody who's had to switch careers uh, or start a new career uh, will attest it's you know it's not easy um, and but I, I was introduced to the world of economic development and it was kind of a, a combination of education um, entrepreneurship training uh, and being as real with people as you possibly can because I find that there's nothing more that you can do to help somebody than to respect them enough to tell them the truth especially when it comes to kind of 
developing their business and their ideas. And so I came to what was then greater, at the beginning, Greater North Business Development Consortium, uh, which had been a kind of microfinance and small business development entity in the Greater North area uh, for some time as their technical assistance coordinator. Um, and been doing that uh, on in some capacity, working with the organization for just over five years. Uh, worked my way up, was the programs director. Uh, went to an affiliate organization in Brooklyn and became the director of special initiatives uh, where we worked with the city of New York on some very special microfinance projects. And then came back as the assistant executive director and as recently as uh, the beginning of April uh, became the acting executive director. And um, I've been enjoying it ever since. Now this upcoming Friday, which is, uh, if I have my date right, is uh, June 20th, you're having your annual awards breakfast. Tell us about the awards breakfast. What is the uh, primary objective of the breakfast, and what do you hope that the community will receive from this awards breakfast? So it, it, the opportunities in awards breakfast <coughs> is our annual opportunity to really bring all of our strategic partners together. Um, we work both with the growing business community, the uh, financial community, um, the startup entrepreneurial community, but then also the mature kind of uh, business uh, community in, in, in the greater North area. And this is an opportunity for everybody to come together uh, for networking, recognition, uh, and really trying to make the connections that we talk about in a conceptual way in our classes, in our, in our consulting, and uh, in a very real way. It's the person that you need to speak to is right across the table from you. Um, we will be recognizing, it's an opportunity for us to recognize a few outstanding businesses um, and get them out there, try to help them get exposure, uh, but also show everyone else um, kind of the unique ways in which people are bringing services uh, to their communities and um, just highlighting their stories. Um, the, the event will be, is, is being held at NJIT, on the campus of NJIT at the Student Center. Um, it's the summertime, so it's, it's pretty empty as, as most universities are until the summer session begins. Uh, it'll, so it'll be on the second floor of the Student Center. It starts at 8 a.m. It's a more, it's a breakfast. You're in at 8. You're out by noon. Um, and it's always a good opportunity for folks that are looking to leave a little early in the summer. So uh, we find people come out, network, <coughs> do what they need to do, have breakfast, and can be on their way um, in a very productive way. Uh, parking is free, which I should point out. And if anybody who's interested in attending, um, our website, um, www.gnecorp.org. Um, and what is the cost to attend? So the cost to attend is, is uh, $20 if you register online or $25 at the door. And that generally just covers our cost for well, breakfast. Well, uh, my company, Gunter Media Group, mm -hmm. Inc., will sponsor five free attendees. So. Wonderful. So you get some folks who would like to attend, but maybe the $20 might be a stretch for them. Uh, we'll sponsor five attendees. So what I would say there is um, I will create a we'll create a coupon code, all right, and the coupon code would be Gunter. Uh, GMG. GM, GM. G. G. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who's listening, um, as soon as we finish this, we'll create that coupon code um, for GMG. It'll negate the twenty dollar cost, and that'll be good for up to the first five people who use it. Because we'll I put that on Twitter as well. I talk to a, a lot of folks who aspire 
to be an entrepreneur, but they just don't know where to start. And sometimes just sitting in a room, of, I mean, because I've attended your breakfasts in the past with, with your former uh, executive director, Mike Wall, and you just feel the enthusiasm and, 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 the, and, and the spirit of giving and the spirit of wanting to learn. I think someone who is on the fence about, can I do this? you know, I think will help push them to the point of, yes, I can do this, and there's services out there like the Greater Newark Enterprise Corporation that can help me. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that entrepreneurs need to be around entrepreneurs. You know, and those that don't necessarily recognize themselves as being a legitimate business doesn't define you as, as being an entrepreneur. It's a state of mind. It's a state of being. And you're right. There is an energy around <coughs> um, being around and hearing those stories. And, and that's really that inspirational motivation to say, I can do that, or why not? So, Greater Newark Enterprise Corporation um, provides a lot of different services in addition to funding. What is the primary objective of Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation? And, and when we say Greater Newark, we mean that it's you, services, you service businesses um, outside of Newark. Sure. So our, our kind of footprint um, is from Passaic County, as far north as the tip of Passaic County to as far south as Monmouth County. Um, we are a community development financial institution. It's a designation from the Department of Treasury, acronym CDFI. And as such, we're a mission-based lending and service or providing organization. We really focus on urban areas throughout our footprint. Uh, and really targeting those kind of groups and populations that are either underserved, unserved, or marginalized in some capacity. Um, and so, to that extent, um, you know, we serve a, a pretty wide breadth of, of businesses, um, both those that just had an idea and wrote on the back of a napkin last night or have been doing it for years and years and years. Our primary objective is to be the connection to capital. And capital, in this case, is not just financial capital, knowledge capital, human capital, resource capital. What, it's basically, if you thought about it as, what fuel does an entrepreneur need to power their vehicle wherever it is at that point in time? Their vehicle being their business or their business idea or what it is that they're look, gonna look to do to drive them from point A to point B. So it really is about that connection to capital and making sure that it's a strategic plan about achieving goals. And throughout the year, what type of programs, when you talk about the intellectual capital, um, the type of educational programs that uh, the Greater Newark Enterprise Corporation provides the community? So uh, our, our, we, we call this uh, technical assistance or delivering technical assistance. And our umbrella program is the Urban Entrepreneur Development Institute. And uh, that's kind of our umbrella for all of our technical assistance services. And under that, um, we do everything from one-on-one -on -one counseling uh, all the way up to an 11-week, 10-session entrepreneurial training program that really focuses on developing a feasible strategic plan uh, around identifying your ideas, validating your assumptions, and creating a strong foundation by which you could then expand upon a business plan or a marketing plan. As a financing organization, all of the workshops and topics that we generally present are things, uh, are best practices generally, um, and areas in which, as a funder, we would feel more comfortable funding. 
uh, digital marketing strategies, uh, back office essentials, for instance, around bookkeeping, uh, legal issues, insurance, um, human resource development, uh, capacity building, uh, things that are essential, um, but for experts in the field, so entrepreneurs, for the most part, are experts in what it is that they do, but they may not be experts in all areas of business. And so we really try to bring that to light. We do that through, uh, through um, seminars, webinars, uh, a lot of panel discussions. We try to put very practical uh, and experienced professionals and entrepreneurs up in front of other entrepreneurs. Uh, we do it in a very collaborative model as well. We work with uh, a lot of our partners in the greater Newark area, um, a lot of universities, uh, Seton Hall you know, being one of them, um, and, and really try to spread uh, or create access to resources that are already here for those that may not even know that they're there. And so we try to make that connection. We try to be that connector in that regard. Now, if I understand correctly, um, Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation will provide a loan, 1000 up to 50000 Is that correct? correct? Yes. So we, have, um, <coughs> we manage a microloan program. Um, and as you mentioned, it ranges from $1,000 to $50,000. However, we look to underwrite and try to support the need of a business. So if a business comes to us looking for $150,000, for instance, and they have a plan around that, that's where we're going to be looking to see how feasible is it, given the financial capacity of that organization and of the principles of that organization, to really support that debt. And do they have a plan in place to actualize on it? We have a strong network of financial partners, both on the for-profit and not-for-profit side, as well as a, a group of alternative lenders that fill in the gaps in between. However, in making that referral or in making that connection, we find that it's important to be transparent around what that financial capacity really is, given what it is that you need. You know, gone are, are the days um, of really having a silver bullet type of financial strategy. And so an entrepreneur really needs to be able to, to be modular about their needs. And it could be that it's a combination of funding sources in order to achieve a goal. And so that's why we we try not, even though we're a microloan fund, we approach our financing in a way that I think is unique within the industry uh, because we are trying to match um, the right source of funds, the right needs of what the business needs in that regard. And if someone wanted to um, help Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation to achieve its objectives, what are the ways that individuals can get involved? Absolutely. So. Um, we are always looking for experienced entrepreneurs, experienced business professionals, retired business professionals that are in some ways looking to potentially mentor, um, potentially contribute in the way of a panel um, uh, or a workshop in that regard. Um, you know, given that we have such a wide range of folks that we work with in different industries, uh, ranging from landscaping to medical technology development. Um, we are always looking for that network of folks. Uh, also keeping us abreast of what resources are going on. There are so many great organizations and initiatives around providing access to knowledge capital. And it's almost, it's sometimes almost impossible because there isn't a single repository for that. So just keeping us abreast of what's out there. What are some of your interests? Is there a way that we can connect some of our entrepreneurs with what it is that you're doing. 
Um, and then also, um, we have uh, a strong collaboration with a lot of young aspiring entrepreneurs in the, in the college university community. So if there are businesses that are looking for assistance, um, that are looking for specific areas of help, let us know even that. You know, what is the need that is out there? You know, we try to do surveys and try to go out and poll the community. But oftentimes, those entrepreneurs and business owners, that they're working 80, 70, 100 hours a week. And they just feel that they don't have time to really go out there and find out who's out there to help. And so even just sending us, look, this is my issue. What can you do to help? You know, that's a huge thing for us because we're plugged into a larger ecosystem of support services. And being able to direct that and to make connections and pathways, I think, uh, is extremely valuable. Uh, recently, you might have seen the commercials on TV regarding uh, the state of New York and their incentive program to bring businesses uh, to New York. Um, I've heard a couple of high-tech businesses that are in New Jersey talk about, hmm, maybe I should move my business over to New York. Have you seen uh, an if that's affecting our current business uh, development here in New Jersey? And, and what are your thoughts in regards to how Governor Christie and our legislators can combat that? So I've had the fortunate opportunity of, of uh, doing what I do in the, in the kind of community development financial industry, both in New York and here in New Jersey. And, you know, there is an attraction, um, especially given the focus on technology development, not only in New York City, but in New York State. Tax incentives for property um, and access to kind of knowledge capital from, from universities and, and such. I think that here in New Jersey, you know, especially kind of in our urban areas, you know, the property tax, um, the cost of doing business is particularly high. Um, however, I think there are a lot of untapped resources that people don't realize exist here. Um, you know, as, as far as political kind of support, it really is about creating incentives for people and for businesses to not only establish, um, but to, to connect with um, employment opportunities for people that have professional skills but are currently unemployed. Um, you know, support, so access to capital is generally kind of a big issue, especially around growing small business, like emerging small businesses. You know, not startup, been in business for, for a number of years, but are looking to take it to the next level. And however, there's still risk associated with that. Um, I think creating uh, some sort of guarantee program, um, you know, allowing uh, potential for um, what, basically what can be done to help organizations like ours, you know, that we're, we're not traditional banking institutions. Um, we can do, many of us can do loans up into the millions of dollars. Um, however, we're willing to take on more risk. We can expand that ability if we had um, some loan guarantee programs, uh, some loan loss reserve programs, or things of that nature that allow us to better invest into the capitalizing some of these businesses to buy property and to create programs to do job training and, and to do that. And, and I think that anything along those lines, anything that's going to help to reduce the risk of a potential business owner and allow them to have a bit more capital in their pocket to deal with the fluctuations of the market 
is going to be helpful in attracting and retaining business in the state. You raise a very good point there, and a couple of points I'd like to 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 make. I, currently, the New Jersey Economic Development Authority. Um, they have a, a tax rebate incentive program that's that's currently um, folks got to get their applications in because the time is running out. Um, that is that is one area, but also Congressman Payne yesterday during the um, small business summit had talked about his uncle who had a business of uh, creating computer paper, and he said they hired folks who were just coming out of uh, prison. Now. That, that that's a, that's extremely laudable and, and very and, and very good. The question is, do we have the necessary training programs to allow folks to you know come 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 out of that situation, or folks who who do not have the necessary uh, educational skill sets to be able to do these jobs? Does does Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation provide those type of training, or do you uh, work with other? folks that, that, that do have those type of training to help folks to be able to fulfill these, these new jobs? So directly at this current time, GNEC does not have an ongoing program specifically focused at a reentry population mm -hmm. and or a kind of technical skill development component. However, we do work with uh, faith-based organizations, um, and there's a growing um, there is a growing movement, uh, especially in the greater North area, about addressing the needs of these populations. In the past, we did have a program, the New Entry Entrepreneur Training Institute, or NETI, uh, that provided entrepreneurial training skills around that. Uh, we recognize that there are certain industries that have a certain uh, reduced, or I should say, the barriers to entry mm -hmm. are a little bit more um, identifiable or, or accessible, mm -hmm. I should say. Um, these are kind of uh, either some level of blue collar services uh, and or the food business or, or things in that nature. And it's still essential that we provide these business training skills, financial training skills, wealth management skills, how to go about it. The reality is that in my experience in, in, in being a teacher of entrepreneurship for a number of years, that the populations in which we serve have a strong will do, can do, must do mentality strong kind of hustle, as it would. However, they just have never had anybody invest in them to say that you apply these in a very practical way around finance, and you can start building some very, very tangible assets, and what does that mean, and believe in them, and push them, and train them. So there are a couple of programs across the state that do focus on these populations. And GNEC is continually, continuously looking for partners in our area that we could then provide these business, financial, kind of technical training skills for that. One of our other board members, Dr. Michelle Scott, um, does a tremendous amount of work with United Way, with local economic development uh, corporations, and I know that she is working um, tirelessly to try to develop more around the prisoner reentry program in a very sustainable way because there have been a lot of programs that have come and then they go, unfortunately tied to kind of on the public side and to that political side. Um, and so it's about creating sustainability uh, and trying to tie the private and public sector together uh, to make it happen. Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Stephen M. Gomez, the acting director of the Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation. Uh, 
So let's talk about you, Steve. Uh, you're 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 uh, a very very uh, focused young man, and I say young because I think you're under thirty, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over fifty. <laughs> um, Let's talk about your leadership style. You, you have a very mature, reserved way about you, and I've, I've had the opportunity of, of seeing you interact around your team. Let's talk about your leadership style. How would you define your leadership style? So I, I've always found myself to be among the youngest in the room. I was uh, recently at an industry conference out in Chicago, and it was the first time that I felt like I was in the inner sanctum of the CEO roundtable. And the level of wisdom and experience that was in that room was almost tangible in, in a sense, almost in awe that I would be in that room. And, and I think that approach to listening, to absorbing, and recognizing that what is new is old and what is old is new, that, that challenges come and go, uh, and that these individuals have faced things that maybe <clears throat> surpass any any issue that I have faced and it's in that kind of respect in a sense um, that I've found some of the greatest lessons about how to then treat others um, I really believe in a, in a horizontal kind of working work culture uh, I want to know and invest in the people that uh, I'm working with that work for me or that I work for um, it's about trust and it's about accountability. Um, I tell folks all the time that there's probably nothing, I would never ask anybody to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do myself. And in that, it's about building that relationship that we really do care about what's going on personally because somebody who believes that they're respected, listened to, is willing to give that much more, especially in the nonprofit and the social sector type of capacity, where we ask a tremendous amount. To, to anybody who has never worked in that in that kind of nonprofit capacity, may not fully appreciate that you have to do 15, 20 different jobs. Oftentimes you're underpaid, overworked, and at the sacrifice of yourself and your family. And so if you don't feel appreciated in that regard, if you don't feel like you have somebody you can speak with or understands what you're going through, it becomes a real challenge and burnout's a real issue in that regard. And so having been in those positions, I feel that being a leader is really, in this capacity, is about listening. And, and it's about making uh, transparent our goals. And then trusting people to say, these are the goals we need to meet. What are you gonna do to to get there and having them have ownership in that regard. Because I recognize on a daily basis and I'm constantly reminded that I still have a lot to learn and I probably will always be a student in that regard. But it's about listening to what's around there and trusting the people that you have and creating accountability. Um, and that's kind of at least so far been what I've found to be relatively successful uh, and humbling in that regard because you don't always realize how you touch people's lives when you just listen and listen in a genuine way yeah. and so far that's kind of where I've been and that's what uh, I have observed over the last uh, six months so I, I think uh, we are very fortunate at the Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation to have you uh, in this role and so what advice would you give the 
aspiring student who's here at Seton Hall or listening at Rutgers this morning, or for that uh, person, if you will, who just got laid off from their job after all these years and who has a thought about being an entrepreneur, what, what advice would you share with them? So in my journey from the beginning, you know, engineering, computer science, IT, you know, entrepreneurship, restaurant business, being a you know, teacher, tutor, all those things, it was always about wanting to work with folks. Um, it was always about wanting to, um, it was always about wanting to try to be honest with myself and what, how, what value do I bring? And I think that's the real core, is being honest about the value you bring to the conversation, to wherever it is that you're going, and highlighting it. Identifying it, highlighting it. Um, it's about how you can increase the capacity of where it is you're doing by being comfortable with yourself and working with others and helping them to see that. Right. Well, Steve, believe it or not, we are out of time. Um, I, do want to, I do want you to come back. I think I would like to have you on as a quarterly guest and to bring some entrepreneurs with you because I think that revitalizing this area with the right type of leadership is what this program is all about and certainly is what uh, uh, the Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation is all about. I want to thank you for coming on the program. Thank you so much, Darrell. It's been my pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Stephen M. Gomez, the acting director of the Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation. If you're in the Newark area next Friday, the 20th of, uh, of June, please do attend the, the breakfast. As we've said, uh, there is a, a code that Steve is going to put out. Steve, you want to say what that? Sure. It's going to be uh, GMG. So when you go to register, just put in the coupon code GMG, and it'll cancel out the uh, $20 registration costs for, for the, the first, first five, five right <laughs> okay well very good well ladies and gentlemen that wraps it up for this weekend of this live broadcast of leadership with Darrell Gunter I am your host and uh, we're on WSOU 89.5 FM on the beautiful campus of Seton Hall University and remember we're on WSOU.net streaming and you can catch former programs on iTunes just go to iTunes U Seton Hall University and look for leadership Thank you very much. Remember, leadership begins with you. Have a great weekend.